Manx Radio's Update with Paul Moran. Pastor Mai, good evening. It's half past five and this is update for Thursday, 26th of January from Manx Radio. A 30-minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man, plus background to the news, sport, business, sea watch and travel updates, plus the newsmakers in person. Tonight, what is government doing to help prevent suicides on the island? A charity raises funds to help children with ADHD. Roadwork closures for the 2023 TT released. More needs to be done to get kids signed up to dental practices. Government needs to attract the right people in its aim to growing the island's population. An FC Alaman supporters group to hold a relaunch event. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. Now with the time at 5.31, let's get the latest headlines with Lewis Foster. Faster my Lewis. Faster my. A former chief minister says the Manx government should f- consider what new residents will contribute before focusing on growing the population to 100,000. Sir Miles Walker says it's vital the island brings in the right people, but admits he believes the island can support a larger population. A consultation on proposed assisted dying laws on the Isle of Man closes tonight. It's already garnered over a thousand responses and relates to a private member's bill put forward by Ramsey MHK Dr Alex Allenson. And the search has started for a new director of public health with a salary between £130,000 and £150,000. The role is currently held by Professor Hugo van Werden, who took over on an interim basis after Dr Henrietta Hewitt stepped down last year. In the international news, a transgender woman convicted of two rapes is thought to have been moved from a women's to a men's prison. Isla Bryson committed the offences when she was a man and has been controversially held on remand at an all-female jail near Stirling. Ukrainian emergency services say 11 people are dead after a series of Russian strikes across the country. It follows a series of announcements from Western countries that they'll donate dozens of tanks to Ukraine in the coming months. And oil giant Shell is considering abandoning its home energy business in the UK. The firm has 1.4 million gas and electricity customers, but says it's launching a strategic review of the business. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with more at 6 o'clock. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Staying dry this evening and tonight with some clear spells, light northeast winds, minimum temperature as low as one degree with the risk of frost. Uh, sunrise tomorrow morning is at 8.14. Uh, sunsets tomorrow night getting very close to 5 o'clock at uh, 4.48. Tomorrow we'll be dry with some bright or sunny spells during the morning before it turns cloudier through the afternoon. Light and variable breeze will settle to the west or southwest with highs of 6 then patchy light rain and drizzle will arrive later in the night. Outbreaks of light rain and drizzle at first on Saturday will soon die away. Temperatures around 7 degrees low water today, uh, 9.19pm tonight. Uh, that is at one metre. High water tomorrow at uh, 8 minutes past 3 in the morning. That is uh, 6.3 metres. 
And then later on tomorrow morning, low water is at 9.21. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. What's government doing in terms of dealing with suicide on the Isle of Man? It's a question being asked by Tim Glover, MHK. In a moment, we'll hear from Dave Higson, whose son took his own life in 2018. But first, Mr Glover explains his concerns about the lack of progress he's seen with a suicide prevention strategy. We had a presentation to Timbald members on the strategy before Christmas. Excellent presentation. So we're concerned. To my mind, the island plan... While it's worthy, we're not seeing actions. There's plenty of strategies, plans, but not implementation. The figures are concerning. Last year, and we only do it on judgments within a court, so it could be relating to the year before, but last year's figures are more than double what they were the year before. And we have strong evidence anecdotally of three suicides already this year. Of course, they've got to go through the whole process, but that's concerning. To my mind, let's stop the talking and let's bring on the action. I have had correspondence uh, with the Cabinet Office Minister, Kate Lord Brennan. I don't think I got any reassurance as to why there's a delay and why this can't now come forward. It's been years in the planning, and I understand it's had to be years in the planning because a strategy like this isn't just public health or health, it's right across government. I just want to see us get on with things. I am on the uh, Suicide Prevention Strategy Committee. I must tell you that there are a lot of uh, positive things have been taking place even before the strategy has been completed. And, you know, there's lots of work going on behind the scenes that people won't be aware of. But as a result of this group um, are making a difference uh, already. We're obviously collecting data all the time and we're looking at every suicide that occurs to see what can be learned from that and looking at the different, you know, what that person was was suffering from. Were they in touch with mental health services? Did they have an alcohol or drug problem? Did they have a relationship problem? Did they have a long-term medical issue? You know, we're looking at all the factors to try and gather information to, to see how we can approach it better next time to see if we can do something about it. A local charity hopes to raise £10,000 to help children receive early diagnosis and support for ADHD, anxiety and autism. Manx charity A Little Piece of Hope says waiting times for this at the CAMS is long and many parents can't afford the private route. It's for this reason founder Helen Shepherd wants to raise the funds to help those families for treatment with Ali Duff, a Triscoll Services. She can do it relatively quickly compared to the likes of CAMS. So CAMS, you can be on an 18-month to two-year waiting list, if not longer. And Ali Duff, she can go through assessments. I mean, we've done, we've funded six children who have been through assessments since approximately October last year. And we've just funded a seventh. Well, we're in the middle of funding a seventh currently. It's been like this for years and it doesn't seem to be getting any better for children. MHKs have promised... The world's promised there'll be what the waiting times will be cut and we as a charity haven't seen those waiting times cut and as a charity our funding it's limited and we've had a lot of pressure put on us as a small charity as well to try and help and support as many children and families as possible it is so important that more is done it's sad on such a small island that something can't be done to support the children and families that are suffering day in day out and not getting the support needed. We currently have a waiting list of children who are needing these assessments and who have been on the waiting list with CAMS and are getting sick of the wait the waiting time. So 
the majority of that will be for extra assessments and we also work with another company called Horizons Independent Social Work Agency and they provide therapeutic support for children. The oldest child that we've funded recently is in year five about to go into year six. As you're heading into secondary school there's a whole new range of things to deal with so for these families who are dealing with this they receive the diagnosis which provides them extra support both inside and outside of school. It provides them better understanding they can receive medication, which they might not have been able to receive without a diagnosis, extra support from the school, extra support from extracurricular activities as well, and a better understanding of what they're facing in their disorder. What's your opinion on the Update News Agenda? Email update at manxradio.com or call 682 631. The Isle of Man has to ensure it attracts the right people as government seeks to grow the population to 100,000. That's from the island's first chief minister, Sir Miles Walker, who has been Mark Tiley's guest on MyTunes this week. We certainly have to embrace this, I'm going to say new technology, it's not new anymore, <laughs> because you can do anything from almost anywhere in the world. And what we have to decide is what do we want for this island? Obviously we want to keep it a nice place to live, we need to keep all those government services that we rely on have got to be top-notch. And so with the right imagination and with the right exploration of the opportunities, we should be able to do anything from here. Population-wise, there's quite a lot of talk about increasing the population substantially. What are your mm. thoughts on that? I think it depends who they are who want to come and live here. I mean, the Isle of Man can certainly accommodate more people. I'm not certain that I would have gone go with the policy of we need 100,000, let's attract them, and what will they do then? Mm. I think we have to say, what will people do in the Isle of Man? We have to build the economy. We have to attract people to work in that economy. And if those numbers come to 100,000, well, so be it. And I would prefer to tackle the problem that way rather than just pitch a number. So looking at people employed and adding to the economy rather than coming here to retire. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a large influx of retired people in the 1960s, and I think it was due to those people that encouraged me to come back here to the Isle of Man and work. But when I started electioneering in 1976, there were so many people living on their own. They'd come over 15 years before two people. One had died. Inflation had caught up. They couldn't afford to go away to see families. And there was quite a lot of very sad people on the island then who, who felt trapped. I wouldn't like to go through that experience again. I don't think the island should. More needs to be done to get children signed up to dental surgeries on the Isle of Man. That's from a Timwell committee looking into children's oral health. Sean Cowper reports. The Social Affairs Policy Review Committee has published its report making seven recommendations for improvement. The committee heard dental decay was the main cause of hospital admission for children aged five to nine on the Isle of Man between 2017 and 2018. Manx Care's chief executive told the panel she'd like to see a reset on the current strategy. But the committee says the issue isn't the strategy itself, but slow implementation and insufficient measuring. As a result, it wants an update to the 2021-26 oral strategy to go before Tynwald by July this year. 
Other recommendations call for twice-yearly fluoride varnishes to be offered to all pre- and primary school-aged children starting by September and investigating ways to improve the dentist experience for kids. Children needing a general anaesthetic procedure currently face a 13.6-week wait for treatment, while the committee found some children don't go to the dentist because they're nervous or scared. The committee also wants it to be easier for children to be registered with a dental surgery, with children making up more than a third of the 2,086 patients awaiting allocation to a dentist as of October last year. The report will be laid before Tinwald next month. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Ben McCree left Haysham this afternoon at uh, five past two and is alongside Douglas Harbour right now and uh, disembarkation should be in the next couple of minutes. Uh, ben McCree on its way out again at 7.45, heading to Haysham should be there around about half past 11. Uh, the overnight sailing as per usual is at 2.15, should be back into Douglas Harbour uh, tomorrow morning round about six. Uh, for more information, head to manxradio.com, click on to news, then click on to travel. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. The search has started for a new director of public health. The successful candidate can expect a salary between £130,000 and £150,000. Simon Richardson has more. The role is currently held by Professor Hugo van Werden, who took over on an interim basis following the departure of Dr Henrietta Ewart. She stepped down from the post in May last year. Dr Ewart gained a high profile during the Covid pandemic, making regular appearances on the panel during the live daily online government briefings. Qualities required for the post include strong leadership skills and the knowledge and experience to lead the directorate and its staff to achieve its objectives. The Director of Public Health holds a vital role, protecting, developing and improving the health and well-being of the island's population and provides public health and clinical advice across government. He or she will also work closely with UK organisations and other Crown dependencies, providing a unique opportunity to build strong relationships and develop the service. If you're thinking of applying, you may be pleased to know you can take advantage of a flexi-time system, making it easier to reclaim any additional hours worked and to fit your other commitments around your work life. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Harvey Nickel will stop selling fur by the end of this year, becoming the latest retailer to ditch the animal product following pressure from campaigners. The luxury department store said it will phase out both fur and fur trim products from its stores over the coming months. It comes amid a wider shift among retailers to turn their backs on fur, including Fraser's Group, which last October said it was planning to have no fur products on its shelves from autumn 2023. UK and European markets advance, building on positive momentum seen in the previous trading session. US stocks rose as investors digested the release of gross domestic product data and another round of corporate earnings. Oil prices rose more than 1% on expectations demand will strengthen as top oil importer China reopens its economy uh, on positive US economic data and gold priced higher. The Stock Market Report. 
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. Markets today at the close, FTSE 100 was up 0.21% at 7761. The DAX was also up 0.34% at 15132. At five o'clock, the Dow Jones was down 0.08% at uh, 33716. S&P 500 up 0.22% at 4024. The Nasdaq also up 0.58% at 11379. The exchange rates, a pound will get you 1.237 dollars and it will get you 1.138 euros and in commodities gold was down 0.89 percent at 1929 dollars and brent crude oil uh, was up 0.45 percent at 87.44 dollars the world was a very different place when ramsey crookall set up business back in 1946 but his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Several sections of the mountain road need improving before the TT races this year. Maintenance work is set to take place during April. Rhianne Evans has more. The work includes resurfacing between Ramsey Waterworks and below the gooseneck, resurfacing and drainage repairs at Windy Corner and the reconstruction of collapsed drainage culverts across the carriageway at the 32 milestone plus surface repairs there as well. All of this work is going to be done in two phases. Phase one will see a road closure from Ramsey to the bungalow and that's going to be from Monday the 3rd of April to Saturday the 8th of April. This closure will be to enable the resurfacing of the section below the gooseneck. The road between the bungalow to the Kregna Bar will remain open along the Thaltywell Road junction and it's planned for the road to reopen ahead of Good Friday, which is April the 7th. However, this is weather dependent and government says cannot be guaranteed. Phase two will be a full mountain road closure from Ramsey to the Kregna Bar and that's from Tuesday the 11th of April to Friday the 28th of April. The Salty Will Road Junction will remain open to enable access to the Snaefell Mountain Railway, Snaefell Cafe and Victory Cafe. This closure may be extended until Friday the 5th of May in the event of delays due to poor weather or other unforeseen issues. While the closures are in place, parking will be restricted during the day on Belor Road, Ramsey and during certain periods on parts of New Road in Laxey to ease the flow of commuter traffic. To comment on the update news agenda, call Manx Radio anytime on 682 631 or email update at manxradio.com. Manx Radio Sport. Here with the latest news sport on update tonight is Max Radio Sport editor Rob Pritchard. Faster my Rob. Faster my. Good evening. Starting this evening with darts and the Isle of Man's darts teams are preparing to take part in an inaugural competition in Guernsey over the coming days. 20 players will represent the island at the first ever Islands International being held at the St Pierre Park Hotel in the Crown Dependency from tomorrow until Sunday. The ladies team will include four members of the Island women's squad which competed at the WDF Europe Cup in September and October last year. 
Captain Margaret Kelly, Nikki Bardsley, Janine Halsall and Rachel Robertson will be joined by Soph Moore, debutante Sophie Hicklin and experienced international Wendy Andrews. Meanwhile, the men's side will see eight players make their international debuts with several senior players currently unavailable. Among the experienced heads are Captain Mark Venables, Alan Young, Willie Begain, Walter McCarthy and Tony Kenyuk. The new faces linking up with them will be Steve Moran, Ben Brogan, Robbie Lawson, Kevin Brigain, Jack Saxon, Jack Stott, Ryan Tier and John Halsall. In football, after nearly six months out, FC Isle of Man will have their top scorer Sean Doyle back this weekend. Doyle, who scored over 40 goals last season as the Ravens secured promotion to the NWCFL Premier Division, is part of the 16-man squad to take on Squires Gate at the Bowl on Saturday. Doyle has been absent since the opening game of the season on the 30th of July after picking up a serious knee injury. He's not the only star player making a return, with midfielder Michael Williams also coming back into the mix after a lengthy injury layoff himself. FC Isle of Man take on Squires Gate at home this Saturday at 6pm. And sticking with football, Onken have shot to the top of the Jackson's Isle of Man Under-18s League after a thumping 11-0 win over Colby at the Bowl last night. It means they go to the summit on 16 points, level with Union Mills but ahead on goal difference. Union Mills were awarded a walkover for their game which was scheduled last night against Braddon. Elsewhere, Colby, after their defeat on Wednesday evening, remained second from bottom on three points. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Nothing uh, being reported to us on the roads at the moment, uh, but there is going to be uh, a bit of a frost in place overnight. Temperatures one degree, so do be careful if you're up and about early in the morning. Uh, down at the airport, uh, everything's showing us on time at the moment. Uh, departures to Liverpool and Gatwick all on time. Also the arrivals from Gatwick, Liverpool and also London City. Uh, Roadworks in the usual places, Douglas Princess Road and also Douglas Avenue. Uh, heading south, temporary lights on the main road near Arbury Parish, also in Port Erin. Uh, lights on Upper Promenade and on the Bradder Road. Uh, in the West, Glenmay Shore Road is closed for patching work and in the north. In Jerby, the Coast Road is closed between Jerby and the Len. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! The managing director of Manx Development Corporation has been trying to quell concerns around parking that have been risen in response to the new Westmoreland Village development. Both Douglas Borough Councillor Stephen Pitts and Douglas Central MHK and Corlett have welcomed the plans for the Brownfield site in Douglas, which include 133 new homes, but have expressed concern over what they believe to be insufficient parking provision. Mr Harrop has been responding to their comments. We are hearing within the, the news around parking parking. At the moment we're proposing over 100 spaces as part of the scheme. Granted we are providing, you know, 133 dwellings, but I think, you know, we can't be building within urban developments you've got to actually build quite densely because of because it's in an urban area and also from a financial viability point of view, you know, we we can't really put a load of bungalows on there because it just wouldn't be financially viable. So we're in an urban area, it's close to to the amenities. We need to kind of drive forward in terms of trying to reduce carbon emissions but give people a viable alternative. So there is great links to, to public services. There is good links to public transport. All the properties will have enhanced kind of bike parking facilities. We will have EV charging on the site because, you know, we accept there will be some uh, properties that, that do require uh, parking. And we've got a combination of on-street and off-street parking, some undercroft parking under some of the uh, larger blocks. So, you know, we, we've got the uh, what we feel is a, is a strategy 
strategy around parking and active linking into active travel that we feel is is viable for the site. It is going to be a considerable investment. I think it's worth outlining that you know the the, the money coming for this will be coming from um, private finance, so it's not taxpayers' money, but it will be a considerable investment. Uh, and you know we've got a number of business cases uh, working through in terms of in terms of that that we are we are sharing um, with our with our shareholders. I think best case scenario if uh, you know we're targeting a planning application end of February start of March. I think I'll be really pleased if we're if we're on site by the end of the year. There's still a lot of detailed design to do. We've got to finalise negotiations with um, with the private landowners. You know, so there's still a good bit of work to do in terms of of that land land assembly and getting a contractor on board, etc. So if I'm on site by the end of the year, that'd be great. And it could be anywhere from three years, maybe maybe slightly longer. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. And finally, FC Alaman Supporters Group is set to hold a relaunch event in Pulrose on Saturday, 4th of Feb. FC Alaman board member Andy Birchall and supporters group member Ian Strodder explain what they hope revamping the group will achieve. When we started up 12th Man Group, we had a lot of plans then to, to do exactly this. For one reason or another, it didn't happen. And also, uh, the club always wanted to push ahead with this and they had it sort of mechanism in place to make this happen but for one reason or another genuine reasons that didn't happen either so we thought that now that I'm actually on the board of directors we thought that this was a perfect opportunity to to roll something out and um, pick it up again. And Ian from your side of things having someone like Andy now on the board of directors as well how valuable do you think that's going to be in making sure that fans voices are are heard overall? Yeah that was one of the key things when the Ravens 12th man was set up that we wanted a, a more of a voice from the supporters on the board and you can see already the sort of flow of um, ideas um, and things that are happening as Andy's now on the board it's you know good timing with the relaunch coming up where would you both like to see the supporters group in say 12 months time we've got our own ideas as, as it is now um the things sort of things that we want to do um we want to have regular meetings we want to have fundraiser evenings we want to have pub quizzes we want to organize away trips to games when when it's possible when it's um, sort of cost effective wise so there's lots of things that we we know that we already want to do but we welcome ideas from everybody when andy set up the ravens we thought about doing sort of mini supporters clubs because it feels as though it's very Douglas-centric, obviously because the ball's in Douglas, but what we were trying to do was to get people from, say, Ramsey, Peel and the South to be part of it as well and not sort of feel excluded to get supporters in. Maybe that's something for the future as well. That's it for Update, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Lewis Foster and producer Rian Evans. After the news at 6, Shackler tonight. Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley is at 6.13. A little light music with Morris Powell at 9 and After Hours with Rian Evans at 10. If you're an Update podcast listener anywhere in the world at any time of day or night, thanks for making Update the Isle of Man's most subscribed to news podcast. Whatever you're doing tonight, keep well, stay safe. Sweet and Swing, served to you by the Wine Cellar. And this is Howard Kane. Do you like your music more like this? Than this? 
then you don't need to change channel. Just tune into Sweet and Swing here on Manx Radio every Friday evening from Al Boley to Xavier Cugat via Geraldo, Carol Gibbons, Glenn Miller and all points in between. Sweet and Swing, Fridays at nine with me, Howard Kane. Served up to you by The Wine Cellar. In our quest to remove all single-use plastic from our milk packaging, Isle of Man Creamery cartons, including the new 1.75-litre carton, are now 100% recyclable, made from sustainable and renewable sources. We're the first in the British Isles to offer these new large cartons, and you can pick them up now in local retailers or add them to your Isle of Man Creamery doorstep delivery. Plant-based cartons from Isle of Man Creamery. Better for the environment, better for you. Hmm, red and yellow and pink or blue? Thinking of a rainbow? No, choosing colours for our windows and doors at Manx Glass and Glazing. Oh, who'd have thought we'd have so much choice? We do at Manx Glass and Glazing. When it comes to windows and doors, they offer a great choice of styles, materials and fabulous contemporary colours. Improve and brighten up your home. Visit the Manx Glass and Glazing showroom on Snugborough Trading Estate or get inspired when you see the range at manxglass.com. Keyside Tire and Service Centre and Evo Moto have joined expertise in their new dedicated motorcycle service repair and restoration centre, H&H Motorcycles on Southkey Industrial Estate. With proven road and race pedigree, along with being a Maxton suspension supplier, engine rebuilds, restoration work, parts and tyres, you have a one-stop shop for all your motorcycle requirements. Check out H&H Motorcycles on Facebook or visit h&hmotorcycles.am or call 665646. Make 2023 the year you get it done. Hoping to reduce your mortgage costs, protect your loved one's futures, sort out that pension. Financial options could help you achieve all these things. So give us a call today on 612 611. Make 2023 the year you get it done with financial options. Chase Financial Services Limited. Trading as financial options is regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. He's Join me, Dr. Frederick Frankenstein, as I head to Transylvania and find myself continuing my grandfather's work with Igor and Inga, of course. The Douglas Choral Union presents Young Frankenstein the Musical at the Gaiety Theatre from the 10th to the 18th of February. Based on Mel Brooks's classic cult parody movie, it's scientifically proven to be a monstrously good night out. Book tickets at villagaiety.com, sponsored by DQ Advocates and supported by the Nation Station, Manx Radio. Shopping that costs less before you even start. Less travel, fuel and time near you. That's ShopRite, proudly locally owned. 